Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a pool of tram sitting down by the street The leads him to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quite a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I wanna go back to the country Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road And Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on the ride. All right. Good morning. 701 AM in Lone Star, capital of Lone Star State, right here in Austin, Texas. Coming to you live from the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. It is this is the Outdoor Zone. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 AM. And you can reach us 24 7. You can listen to us 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. My name's TJ Graney. Beefsteak is... Oh, yeah. In the house. Man, it's a cool, crisp 72 degrees out. I, can you feel it? Can you feel it coming? It's, it's a coming. But yesterday was not. As I was cleaning up... It's after not going to be all week. We got home from Come our uh, week. our incredible... Uh, men's oh there's the cote coming in hot Landon. he looks like he's dressed up he does doesn't he it's the only clothes i had left that were clean <laughs> but did everybody get nice did they get stolen or just yeah, he uh, looked like a, an african outfitter or something like look at you african outfit <laughs> outfitter all right uh that's beefsteak Cody Ryan is in the house. Don't ever doubt me. Beef steak, uh, road rash. Road rash is the ranch in to get you early, make sure everything gets set up, gets a gate for us, fires up the old pot belly stove. Even when it's warm outside, that thing burns. That is the eternal flame, is the old pot belly stove. Got to get the coffee. Should use Put that some. for the Olympics. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, Come somebody running with a from... pot belly stove. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see him carrying that around? That'd be a new competition. Yeah, it'd be an Olympic challenge. It'd be a I, sport. I had a wood-burning stove uh, for a long time that I carried around thinking I would ever use it. I have one. I still have, yes. Yeah. What? Well, what? I got it from my daddy, I guess. But uh, Gosh, that's weird. So I got I, one, too. Oh, God. <laughs> it's sitting by that's the where you got oh, it. You yeah. got it from him. But you know he is your daddy, by the way. <laughs> Beef day is your dad. Yeah, Sorry, we just wanna, it's time to tell you that. <laughs> awkward. Uh, no, but I carried one around for a long time for several years. You know, I got it on a trade. Oh, that's right. I remember that. You don't have that anymore. 
No, I gave it away to a buddy of mine that was really had a need for it, and <laughs> he's not got it set up yet. So, but he will. But he will. By God, have you ever oh, noticed wood, wood stoves do that? They just travel around. They don't really burn. They just somebody else. <laughs> yeah, this one's them. never had a fire in it. It's a 1947 original <laughs> wood burning stove. Never, never been burned in. Yeah. Well. So, thanks for tuning in to the show today, folks. Uh, we talk about hunting, fishing, and anything else we feel like talking about. It's just, the whole thing about this show is, we figured, you know what? Uh, we're just not going to talk about, even though Beefsteak would love to, we're not going to hone in on <laughs> ballistics and, you know, we're going to talk about, just like if you were sitting around the bunkhouse or deer leaves. get into ballistics. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm all in. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> 270, 271? Whatever, Whatever it takes. Oh, God. <laughs> 130 grains, 131. Uh, wow. <clears throat> man, it's been a road trip kind of week. Holy oh, cow. I've been at the ranch all week. You've been at northern Oklahoma? Northeastern Oklahoma. Northeastern yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Almost Kentucky, huh? Uh, yeah, Arkansas. Uh, yeah, right up there. Edge, corner. Wow. The four corners. Yeah. I, that's not the four corners. No. That's over like in three, Tennessee three where corners? you can stand on <laughs> That was pretty good, though. I mean, you're a few states <laughs> off, but. He's getting better, isn't he? It's, trying to at least it's the right direction. I? Huh? Who is this? <laughs> at least it's wow. the right direction. It's across the hill country, South Texas, South Texas, East Texas. But we still got to get him the regions of Texas organized. But I'm going to color him a map. Hey, as long have your daughter do <laughs> Give it me one him. to color so I can fill yeah. in and I'll learn. You as come I, over. I'll teach let me Sailor. Know. Okay, my daughter me and Sailor and will learn at the same time. I'll have a chalkboard and a and one of those long sticks so I can slap on the chalkboard. I love it. And then on the hands. Of each of them. <laughs> hey, that's, that's not a, funny. I had a nun do that when I was a kid. She did I just bring up a flashback? I'm sorry, <laughs> TJ. <laughs> Get out of the corner. <laughs> wow, nuns hitting so you. The, a, uh, it was good. I went to Bryan College Station to the ranch, um, worked on a bunch of stuff with Ricky McGee, who's now, he's. he told me, he said, Monday morning, when the sun's coming up, I'm going to be... Uh, sitting in a tree next to a white acorn uh, patch with my bow in my hand. So suckers can't use feeders where he's from. Huh? No, I, but he I throws said, acorns lame. out. Probably. I said we have a I have a yellow acorn <laughs> patch. <laughs> he laughed, uh, but no, it was neat because we we're in Bryan College Station and we uh, we took some time hiking the ranch. And listening to the elk and and uh, all the cool stuff that was going on at the ranch, but we would walk under some of these acorn trees, oh, and there'd be there'd either be acorns under them or not under them. And he was explaining to me some of the different things about the acorn trees. And uh, oh, don't get too technical. It right? was it was really interesting. It was really interesting. But that's how they hunt in a lot of those places. They look for. Uh, acorn trees and and you know game uh, trails stuff like that they got to piece together some stuff and they don't just say hmm, this looks like a good spot put a feeder here there's your <laughs> acorn tree and oh here's a good spot and they we put up a blind and i tried to explain to someone else plug in a our lot coffee of maker. open country and you could just closing the doors in a little bit you know when you 
bring in the feeders and yeah because if we're gonna just you know we're killing machines that's right it's not that easy though how many times you set them blind without killing anything over a feeder i'm raising my hand yeah man there's stuff there you still got the elements i i shot so many arrows last year that went awry and went everywhere but in a deer You had to buy new ones this year. I bought new ones. That's exactly right. Because I opened up my box, you know, I went, oh, these are pretty tore up. (laughs) (laughs) This one's still got a rock Hmm. on the end of it. I remember that now. It's so funny because I talked to you when you were at Archery Country and you were like, hey, I'm getting some more arrows. You need some? I said, no, I'm good. I only used one last year. And... uh, (laughs) And I remember giving you a hard time about, you know, I don't need them, need them. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't McGra- shoot or lose as many near Alan as many as McGraw, you do. You're not scared to shoot them though. I am proud of you for that. He let I'm it go, man. Him, man. I'm slinging them. Two at a time. <laughs> one <laughs> that, Yeah. Hey, one now, is don't good. Give Two's got to be better. Don't give him any ideas. So, uh, Stacking Alan McGraw, boat. you know, we had him on the show the other day and he did the, he killed all four of his all four of his rams around the world with the same arrow. Yeah, so he told about having to go cool. find same the Same arrow one. and yeah. broadhead. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Put new blades on the broadhead. But... Yep. Kept on shooting it. Yeah. Mu- pretty cool. Uh, no, it wasn't a muzzy. It was a, he was shooting a slick trick. Yep. Yeah. Those guys from that. archery country just got back from uh, an owner's trip as well, and they shot a bunch of pronghorn I saw. Oh, he shot a pronghorn, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Alan's got the uh, old speed. They go, they, every year they go to West Texas. I think that's where they went to do that. Yeah. And they, man, they're, and I'm proud of you. I know. Look at him, man. Correct direction and everything. And I'm beginning to wake up. The medication's starting to take (laughs) effect. (laughs) Well, Oh, Matthew's thinking of Matthew's bows. We got our new setup for KOZ for the Genesis bows. And uh, we're going to start out our year where we're our chapter is going to be archery. All that We want them to be archers. You know, they say in the military with Marines, every, every Marine is a uh, marksman. They have to pass on the marksmanship. I don't care if they type or work in the kitchen. They have to know how to use a rifle and pass up to the marksmanship level. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that with our KOZ kids. Our chapter is going to be that archery chapter where you have to I be think able to sling arrows. Super cool. And I'm hoping that they're out every time. They come early, and, and those those boys will be shooting arrows at the beginning beforehand as just for fun and afterwards, too. Can you imagine if they just became so um, e- at ease with doing it? I love it. I'd grown up that way. Well, one of the fastest growing sports is archery. And in Central Texas, <laughs> there's only one true archery shop, Archery Country. Whether you're an avid bow hunter chasing elk, whitetail, bear, game, around the world, Archery Country is the place to get all your gear. Go check them out. they got the Traeger grills, the uh, pellet-style grills. That's the newest way to cook all your stuff now uh, man i want to get one of those Eighty-one twenty-one research boulevard closed sunday and monday but they open back up on tuesday check them out online austin archery i just got back from a mega trip 
uh, to Northeast Oklahoma for an FLW tournament. I'll tell you a little bit about the adventures that went around. And what you have ahead. And what we have coming up. Yeah, absolutely. You get to all that and more. It's only one place. The number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You're listening to The Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Come on. With all the boys. We are just waking up. Stick around. Catch you on the flip side. So, you can buy me a boat. This is T. Roy Broussard listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar. But I can change all All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Sun Automotive. Everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired. It can be hard to find a mechanic you trust. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service is family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission service, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service repair shop nearest you. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials Every week, sunautoservice.com, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road, 620. That's sunautoservice.com. Go there if you need some help with your automobile. Man, I uh, I don't know that I've had a just regular trip, like where <laughs> things just, you know, went well and... Things went smooth, no mechanical issues, made it, fished, caught fish, came home. The family was there awaiting my arrival with cookies. and <laughs> So oh. I uh, head out for the last FLW Costa of the year. Last chance to qualify for the championship at Lake Cumberland at the end of the month. And uh, I'm heading up there. And I've got, I've, I've done it a hundred times, hundred, well, as my little <laughs> sister says, well, you didn't make it 101. <laughs> oh. Uh, so. Jeez. Wow. I know, it was pretty rude, wasn't it? A um, hundred times I've carried my, a big Tupperware with all of my plastic boxes on the inside with all of my tackle. I mean, uh, probably five, six thousand dollars worth of tackle collection that i've had for you know 15 years or more that i've been collecting these lures and you know of course i break some and lose some you know and so it's just a rotating collection but uh, i've had this you know i carry all my baits with me when i travel just because i don't know what they're going to be doing at certain lakes at certain you know so let's carry it all okay well this time i thought you know what I've lost the lid to these <laughs> big Tupperware containers several times. I have like three of them sitting in my shop, and I only had one lid left. Well, I've lost the lid several times because it blows off in the wind or whatever. Huh. That must run in the family. So right. what I did this time is I had uh, I had some tape sitting there on my counter, on my uh, bench, tool bench, and I just took it and I wrapped you know, four layers of tape around that <laughs> lid. 
just okay. all the way around the whole tubware. I mean, I pulled it halfway off my boat and just started strolling that tape around that tubware. Well, it worked great. I'm hauling butt down the road. I'm looking, and I can see inside my boat from my truck. You know, I could see the big. You didn't tubware have your there. cover on it. It didn't was have just my cover sunny on day. It. Yeah, just just a beautiful day, just cruising. You know, I get better gas mileage if I don't have the cover on my boat or anything. So I'm pulling my boat with the tubware container in the back. I'm like, oh, haven't lost the lid. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, I get through Dallas. I get to the north side of Dallas, and, uh, you know, traffic's cranking right along. I look back, and I see that tubware kind of lifting a little bit. And I thought, oh, oh, man, I need to pull over. That I don't like that. You know, I need to put something heavy on top of it or, you know, do something with it. It's not working. And uh, about that time, I go to get over again, you know, try and get back into the right lane to pull over, find an exit. Uh, that thing just lifts. You had liftoff, huh? I had liftoff. <laughs> oh. And a semi-truck, four of them. No, no, no. no. So uh, it lands in the, in the middle of the highway, in the middle of just one lane, Um. So I immediately, you know, pull over, flashers on. Uh, of course, we're all going, you know, 75 miles an hour. So it takes a little while to pull over and uh, stop. I'm about 100 yards away now from where it's landed because uh, it had some skid, you know, time as well. So it kind of followed me a little ways. So did you but, play but Frogger? The lid, the lid stayed on, and it was upright. So I was like, huh, money. So I take off running back there. I stop the truck, put the flashers on, take off running back there, and I'm standing there. I mean, I'm 10 yards from it, standing across from it, waiting for my chance to leapfrog across the interstate Playing to grab Frogger. it. Playing Frogger, yeah. Yeah, Frogger, <laughs> to, to grab it and grab all my baits and, you know, I'm home free again. Well, there's a lot of traffic. And mm-hmm. cars seeing it, so they're having to change lanes. You know, nobody's hitting it. We got there's a lot of traffic, but there's not so much where it's a danger. You know, people are seeing it far enough ahead and changing lanes and doing that whole thing. And then comes a semi, <laughs> and I guess he was texting or something. Didn't slow down. Didn't try and change lanes. Nothing. And so, boom. And I see nothing but lures flying Stuck through in the people's air. tires going down the road. That's the first thing everybody said. But I, I talked to a guy that worked at Discount Tire for several years, and he said, dude, those lures are so fragile. At 75 miles an hour, they're just crushing mm. those things into smithereens. There's nothing left of those. They're already bent. Well, and that's what yeah. they did, right? <laughs> smithereens. Yeah. Oh. So the semi hits it, lures, plastic boxes, everything go flying. That blue tubware turned into, I mean, I didn't see a piece over an inch in diameter. I mean, it was, it blew it to smithereens. Did uh, you cry? Did you sit there? And- no, I was I was in shock. Oh. And so I'm sitting in there, and, my, and I have these lures spread out across 75 yards of the interstate. And then it started, and then all the other cars, you know, started hitting them. It sounded like fireworks going off. And I was like, at that point, I'm like, because at first, when he hit it, I saw just lures scattered. And you're like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go try to pick them up. I was like, 
Oh, man. Well, that's going to be hard to get all those. (laughs) Well, behind it comes a fleet of cars, and they just start smoking them. And I guess these, I guess little plastic, you know, crankbaits and all that stuff getting hit by car tires at 75 miles an hour sounds like fireworks. And so I realized, well, there's nothing. I can't risk my life to run out there and grab a... $20 $20 bait and but then you thought run about out it. there and yeah I mean you just I'm sitting there trying to figure out what to do and, and you're like I wish the wife was here there's no. nothing <laughs> so <laughs> I'm standing there and I'm like well there's I mean there there's nothing I can do I can't stop traffic if there's anything if there's even any bait left so I'm walking back to my truck kind of in shock like well I guess that's over with you know gotta go by I'd stood there for a few minutes and and I couldn't get my lures back, so I'm walking back to my truck, and I look back, I look down uh, about 75 yards from where this happened, about 25 yards from my truck. I look down, and there's a $20 jerkbait sitting right there on the on the uh, white line, you know, side of the highway. And I look down at it, and it's scratched up and beat up, you know. And I thought, well, at least I can save that one. And then I hear a semi coming. So right before the semi gets there, I just kick that last one right in there. <laughs> Out of frustration. Thought, screw it. Five grand down, what's another 20 bucks, you know? So a little uh, piece of your it heart. It was broken right? anyway, you know. But um, it was, uh, yeah, so that's how I started my trip down to Oklahoma with no tackle. It's wow. funny all week the guys would say like, oh, man, I'm, you know, I caught, I caught a good one on uh, – you know, this or that. And I'm like, oh, I used to own some of those. <laughs> I used to own some of those. So, so what did you fish week. with? I mean, well, did I did have the tackle that was in my boat. Oh, yeah. You know, that right. I that I keep or had in my boat from, you know, whatever. Uh, so I do still have that tackle. But I mean, it, like I said, it's the hardest part, I guess, is like, oh, man, you remember when I caught them on, we caught them on that over there at that lake? You know, that's the one I caught them on or whatever. You know, some of those right. memories are toast. Um, I do have a few baits left in my boat. Like I said, I I just fished with those throughout the week. Tough fishing on Grand Lake of the Cherokees, man. Holy smokes. I was, the, I was watching the weigh-ins online, and it was... Is that just the heat mainly? I mean, is no nah, the lake's been up and down and up and down. They had a major mm. flood. They had all kinds of stuff. Jason Christie, the local, the the favorite to win everything, rolled in with twenty two pounds on the first day, nine pounds on the second day. So big difference. Big difference. Yes. You know, he's mm-hmm. the number one favorite to win hands down every time on Grand Lake of the Cherokees and. Uh, yeah, he's he's still only rolled in second. So, uh, finals today? No, no, it happened yesterday. Oh. Kurt Warren from Oklahoma, seven eight of the eight, no seven of the top ten guys from Oklahoma, one from Texas, Cody Bird, number fifth, uh, got fifth place. Hey, so. uh, to pull that big old bass boat, to pull the gear that you need to go to the ranch for deer season 
there's nothing like a 2019 Motor Trend Truck of the Year, the 2019 Ram 1500. Nile Maxwell Supercenter has a huge selection of them. It has better performance, more efficiency, new technology, more than 100 safety features. And if you like to travel or spend the day at the lake or the ranch, this truck is perfect for you. can tow more than 12,500 pounds super size size selection and savings at the number one chrysler dodge jeep ram sale ram sales leader in central texas nile maxwell supercenter 620 and 183 in austin or visit them online at nile maxwell supercenter.com coming up next we've got uh what do we got news of the weird you get it only one place it's the number one outdoor radio show in texas you're listening to the outdoor zone catches 24 7 365 at the outdoorzone.com I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun. All right. Welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the number one outdoor radio show right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, available here on Sundays live or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Shore, raw, bar and grill. Mm. Yeah. Got to go get you some of that. Um, we did a uh, private screening over there, one of several we've done. We try to sneak over there and uh, catch them. And uh, every time we do, we get surprised with a new dish. or And they have they actually won some awards, and they were competing in some stuff. Uh, those guys over there are doing it right. Sure, sure raw bar and grill. Uh Great oyster selection like I've never seen before. Pet-friendly patio. Man, it's going to start being just super nice over there. When we went a couple weeks ago, it was nice. Sun went down. And and this week is going to be real nice. Really man. nice. Go see our buddies over at Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Fantastic food. Uh, Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider over there put together the place. They're, just lo- they're located on 71 just uh at covered bridge just west of the wine oak hill the shore raw barn grill get all the information and details at shoreatx.com shoreatx.com go get you some now it's time for this week's news of the weird huh wild weird strange and crazy things can happen in the outdoors we seek them out and bring them to you each and every week it's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Okay, this is a good one. <laughs> raise your hand if you're an ice cream, if you like ice cream. Can I raise both hands? Yes. Yeah, okay. Nah, I could do without it. <laughs> Sherbert? No, ice cream. Uh, custard? I like, sher- I like Sherbert. Okay, then you... You a nice pass. sorbet. It's good. a real nice ice cream flavor. It's guinea pig. Mm, Anyone yeah. who thinks guinea pigs are pets, cute, squishy, squeaky bundles of fur might find that idea hard to digest. The rodents are a traditional hot dish in some Latin American countries, including Colombia, Peru, and Bolivia. In Ecuador, people typically cook guinea pigs with salt and serve them with potatoes and peanut sauce. <laughs> But one vendor is taking things to another gastrono- gastronomic level, serving guinea pigs as a cold dessert. 
Some people like ice cream made from kioi as the animal is located, uh, as the animal is locally known. I was suspicious, but it was tasty, said Marlene Franco, a 78-year-old retiree who tried a scoop at a stall next to highway linking the Ecuadorian capital of Quito to Sengoloy. The stall owner is Maria del Carmen Pilampa, Pilampana, Pana. How do you do that in with the little thing? I know. You need to do Univision for a little while. Who, uh, whose offbeat offering inspires disbelief and laughter among first-time customers. Her operation is small. It consists of two tables in an open area lined with dentist clinics and other businesses. Even so, demand is growing. Every week, the entrepreneur prepares 150 servings, a dollar per cone, of guinea pig ice cream. She also makes 40 servings of ice cream flavored from beetles, traditionally eaten as a salty snack, and smaller amount of mushroom ice cream. She managed to concentrate the guinea pig flavor after cooking and preparing a plate of the animal's flesh, uh, adds milk and cream, and refrigerates the concoction until it has a rough consistency of ice cream. The taste is similar to chicken. Of course. The beetle and mushroom ice cream includes fruit and nuts such as pineapple and passion fruit. Beetle ice cream has a slight aroma of wet earth. Ants, cacaos, uh, worms are used to make some desserts, often chocolate-infused ones in parts of Latin America. But incorporating such ingredients as guinea pigs included into ice cream is unusual. So No, no, that's not unusual at all. It's awesome. It's I, how about this? It has it's crab. Disgusting. Did you see crab, chicken, and pork? Those, uh, those sound a little bit better. So the the really cool part about this that I thought was one of the really cool parts about this. I mean, look, if you got a guinea pig and you know you're like your kids are grown up, it's like they're yeah. done playing what do you with, do it? with it. Yeah. Hey, man, this is an idea. Uh, but no, so Worst this idea. So ever. there were some uh, Americans that went over. And in her village, they taught an entrepreneur a class to give those people, you know, to spur them on to come up with ideas. And she came up with this idea. So this is like the the uh, jungle version of Shark Tank. It and she, and so she put it out there, and it's gone nuts. And people are, you know, talking about it and going by and buying it, and it's maybe a talking about it. I don't know about it. They are consuming it. Mm. She's, she got, got, she's, she's got on a radio n- show in Austin, Texas. Oh, she's got to know smart. Know when to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. I think right now is the pinnacle of her guinea pig ice cream. It's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any no. better. Sell out <laughs> and go do the next thing. Sell it. Sell it, That's baby. Right. Pump she it needs up. to go online because I can't get it. I don't think Bluebell's got it. Going to have an offer for her. So <laughs> sell it to one problem. of your neighboring villages. <laughs> And move along to your next venture. That's what we ought to do. Instead of licking ice cream, just put a. Well, I remember. Pig in it. I remember a buddy of mine. Um, he used to have. He went to a small church that's not in Austin, not in South Austin any longer. Where, where, where is this going, Scott um, Dahlstrom? You, yeah, told me that he used to go on these mission trips down to South America, Ecuador, those kind of places. Uh-huh. And that it, a lot of times people, when they go on mission trips, they take uh, all these clothes and shoes right. and stuff like that. 
And he said, you know, the problem with that is, is that you, when you take that kind of stuff down there, it takes away from the uh, local people who are trying to sell shoes and clothes. And so they Hmm. looked around, they went down, they're in this little village, they're looking around, they go, hmm, everybody travels by bicycle here and everybody's got little outboard motors on the boats that they travel up and down the river in. What can we teach them to do that would be entrepreneurial? And they came up with welding. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. So yeah. they took these small welders down there the next year, and they taught them how to weld. And these guys started these welding shops where they could fix bikes and stuff like that. So instead of just giving them stuff, right. they gave them, you know, teach a man to fish. They gave them the tools, yeah, to, to, and, to create something. Yeah, yeah, and I just thought, and ever <clears> since then, <throat> it's wrecked me on the whole idea of what a mission trip should be like. And so this group of people went down and taught an entrepreneur or neural class on you know things they could do and you know now people churches buy all their coffee from a ministry and rainforest and, yeah, yeah rain yeah. yeah or they you yeah. know they buy uh jewelry and bracelets and stuff you see them in churches all the time sure. now and if a church is big enough they have like a, a gift section they'll have you know a hundred bracelets made by you know cow hair in from or, yeah. where or I, whatever pigs. it's I, it's yeah. brilliant and it's so much better but anyway guinea pig ice cream i just thought hey i wonder if we get some broadheads or spears made down there i saw somewhere where back. there was a uh they were sh- i watched a show where they were sh- they still use poison mm. from certain uh Probably like frogs that, or, no oh it was yeah. frogs yeah, they rub the frog on the blade of the spear or the arrow, and when they shoot, use them, it it's part of the. So part of the tackle box is a is a frog in your pocket, right? And you take that out and rub. So it'd be, be much easier if they just went over to McBride's Guns. Yeah. <laughs> They're family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealer. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, personal carry, or special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help. Looking for your personal carry or referral for a class? One place, McBride's Guns. Looking for a youth model rifle or shotgun? Go where the staff is skilled and trained to help you make the right choice, McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, corner of 30th and Lamar. Call them at 512-472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns is your hometown gun shop. It's been a whole segment on guinea pig ice cream. (laughs) Riveting radio coming up next with your Game Warden Field Notes. You don't want to miss it. Only one place right here, theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right. Welcome back. You are tuned in to the number one outdoor show on the radio. Universe. You regulators are why we do this show. So we love you guys. Thank you for listening, guys and gals. Uh, what do we got next? We got... Well, we're fresh out of, of guinea pig. 
So, <clears throat> no guinea pig ice cream no. for you guys? Oh. Well, some say it's all about the destination. Some say it's about good friends. But we know what road turns what turns road trips into memories. It's the drive. Get where you're going in a Honda right now with affordable pricing on every new 2019 Honda Accord 2019 Car and Drivers 10 Best for a 33rd time. Never leave safety behind with Honda Sensing, a suite of Safety and driver-assisted features like road departure mitigation, adaptive cruise control, collision mitigation, and safety you can feel working. So if you're envious, don't be. And save at one of your central Texas Honda dealers today for a great deal on a Honda Accord and start making memories that will last forever. Get where you're going in a Honda. All right, now it's time for your Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. All right. There you go. Four Game Wardens apprehended a group of individuals who were taking fish from the Navasota River with an illegal electricity producing device the group had five flathead catfish in their possession which were released back into the river in addition to the violation the group was in possession of drug paraphernalia three grams of methamphetamine an illegally possessed firearm and a truck that had been reported stolen several water safety violations (laughs) were also noted Violation categories range from Class C misdemeanor to third degree fe- uh, degree felony. All violators were taken taken to the Leon County Jail. You know who's like, hey, yeah, let's go fishing. <laughs> it's a good idea. Hey, truck. Let's take that. Let's take that stolen truck. <laughs> hey, grab grab that gun you found and uh, that you stole. Yeah, yeah, and that meth, that meth, that leftover meth and, over there. And make sure we stop and buy some meth from Bobby's before we go fishing. <laughs> Why do we talk uh, like that? It could be could be a bunch of millennials. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, go oh, get man, the truck. Like, and, uh, like, let's take the truck, dude, and uh, <laughs> let's get some meth on the way. And dude, dude, let's I created, go back I created in this, time. I created this awesome electric device <laughs> that we should try on getting catfish. No, I don't think that. This I don't think millennials right. will be fishing. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Feel, <laughs> feeling green too. <laughs> oh, oh, so wrong on so many levels. All uh, of it. Which part? All of the it. voice. You feeling much, green. No one likes us now. We just offended a whole class. Like Everyone. Three classes of Everyone. people. Pretty much the entire world. We yeah, but offended. you know what? If you're listening to the show, if you're an outdoor guy and you got you ever been to deer camp or fish camp, they're or doing that, those voices. With this us, is exactly they? what you're how you're doing it. So don't you guys act like you're offended? If you never listen to the show and you have no idea who we are, then if you don't get offended, then. No, then yes you around. like it when you people get offended listening to the show you're like trying to get people mad at us no i mean i think it stirs up a little you know people i like a little controversy talk about stirring up when you're going to do the game warden thing there was a whole text thing string on whether uh everybody had their license for this weekend uh-huh. you know with the guys going out right and they're like well you know uh you don't really need your license you just need to run faster than don 
That was oh. it. Oh. Run faster than beefsteak. Oh, man. Well, so. that's true, unless they bring two game wardens. Oh, man, those guys are smart. They're not. You're not getting away from them. You may think you got away. Oh, they'll... Like they'll a ninja coming out of a tree? <laughs> they'll get you. So, what... Uh, you have to have a different license for every state that you go to there's yeah. no international license no <laughs> no no yeah that was uh one thing and and i you know stop in and buy a license each time every state i go to i usually buy a year long license because it's not much more than the eight days or whatever we're there seven days that we're there oh yeah hey, that's Cody, right you can't, can't you just get it the, can't you do it online though I mean, a lot oh, of them Oh, you are... can. I, I like to have the paper, you know, so it's easy to find. I, I don't have just some pocket. email and, you know, with the other 7,000 emails in my, you know, folder. I know, it, and I go through my licenses each year. I keep them in the same place in my wallet, and I'll, you know, pull out the ones periodically every few months that are expired and know that they're, you know, no good. But it's kind of cool. Most states that I fish, you know, in the lower U.S., I'll go to, and so they all already have my information from buying a license before. So it's not like this big, long, drawn-out deal. It's like, hey, I need a fishing license for another year. And they're like, hey, Cody, you're back. My, it hey. was cool. It was cool like that when I uh, when I went and got my elk license in Colorado. It had been a couple of years since I'd been up there. Yeah, <clears throat> but they had all my information, and they just printed it all out. And yeah. So are yeah, it you? Makes it really easy. so with pro athletes, ball athletes, you know, uh, major league baseball they have to pay taxes on what they earn mm-hmm. while they're there do you all need have to do that like if you win a pot in arkansas and they have a state income tax do I you think have to it's, file um i'm not sure if that oh crap never mind sorry uh, cody <laughs> <laughs> oops this station is experiencing technical difficulties. Uh, no, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that you have to pay per state. It's from where the organization that okay. uh, right. you know sends you the check. But we do. I mean, it. Uh, one of those tournaments brings in hundreds of thousands of dollars to the community. So we're paying taxes, if not more. You know, some of them will bring in a half million, a million dollars to I the was, community. I was with tackle and fuel, and, and I was. Uh, Rentals. So Ray Scott, when he started these, he would go to the Chamber of Commerce in the community or the, you know, better, I, I guess it was the chambers that he would go to the communities Mostly, and, yeah. and get them to participate. And I noticed that the one where, where you were at this week, when I was watching online, they were thanking the chamber and the different community organizations. So it is a, the community's do participate it's a huge draw for a bass tournament to go to an area because of the community itself and and the community a lot of times will pay a hefty price to have you there because they know they're bringing in like i said hundreds of thousands of dollars of business so uh and that's long been the the kind of running joke in the in the fishing world is why are they fishing there oh well you know, Shreveport's putting up a hefty penny to have them That's there. right. Orange, Texas is paying to have them there. <laughs> That's right. You know, and Do they bid? Do they go around and bid? There are. And, yeah. I wouldn't yeah, they, it. The city pays uh, pays the organization for us to, to come to their city. Like the Olympics, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it's even a lot better. like that. So I, I, was, uh, I heard some interesting uh, this week that it would apply to you on your traveling with the 
guys and renting houses and the frat house this week <laughs> yes the uh, <laughs> the uh i heard that in um hawaii i think john michael told me this that in hawaii uh his one of his co-workers just came back from being there for a month mm-hmm. and that they the airbnbs there everybody's getting into airbnb and the uh, cities there, the government there in Hawaii is freaking out because people are doing Airbnb over hotels because a hotel's three fifty, but people can rent a house or a little bungalow for a hundred or a hundred and fifty, and somebody. And so the people of Hawaii have figured it out, and they're making money. Yeah, and it's such a beautiful thing. But the hotels are freaking out because people aren't coming to the hotels. Yeah, why would you? Well, and I thought, what a conundrum. Conundrum. Conundrum, because, uh, you know, you want the people to be able to, and Austin's the same way. Austin, you know, our city council is such a bunch of dorks. Um, Whoa. I know. I use the, the big word. Just because you have use a, that uh, nasty language on this radio uh, show. I don't like the Austin City Council at all, especially the mayor. Just does not Carry impress on. me. Just because Carry you on. have a, a have a reserved parking spot in your driveway for a clamper. <laughs> well, I love I love that the uh, governor of our state took our little mayor to the woodshed. <laughs> and whipped his tail this week. Here's but anyway, the, yep, so they're freaking out and they're having to figure out, okay, so what are we going to do? How are we going to tax the Airbnb? And in Canada, in Canada, I heard they uh, won't allow you to do Airbnb. What? And they they kicked Uber out Bunch of, of Canada Communists. because they couldn't figure out how to tax it. Commie Canada. No kidding. Hey. That ain't right. I'll tell you that right now. You can't make a dream come true. Live your dreams by driving people At around the, and renting out they, your house. I don't know where what you want to do with your life. <laughs> can't do that. Do you think okay. anybody would get a, a camo, uh, like a redneck Uber? If I just start put the beast, you know, get the suburban. And you need something that runs, running. first of all. Hey, oh, I got a story for you, shots Mr. Fired, Cody. Shots fired. Peter Report, Gadget of the Week, all that and more. Hey. We got a whole nother hour of the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You're listening to it right here, live in the bunkhouse. You get it only one place right here every Sunday morning, live from 7 to 9 a.m. It's the Outdoor Zone. Find us 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.